WandaVision Friday. Welcome to a new episode of Two Brown Babies Podcast. Hi, y'all. Oh, as you see, this is my brother. I'm like Mickey Mouse. Well, guess what? The Mickey Mouse Corporation, they kind of own your lives right now. Probably for the next 20, 30 years if you are a, a Marvel fan, Star Wars fan, uh, Die Hard fan, just everything. So, we just got done watching WandaVision, episode 8. Oh, so I close without saying, we're going to be discussing spoilers! Yeah, so if you ever seen episode 8, 7, 6, um, well, you know, funny joke here. Uh, most of us may not have liked 8 or 7 of episodes. Oh. Uh, any case, folks. Shots fired. Shots fired. Shots fired. Yes, yes, yes. Damn you, Ryan Johnson. Um, boy. So, WandaVision has taken the Earth in the United States and the world by storm. Uh, you know, I wish we would have. Storm is not in this. Th- this is correct. This is correct. There's no X-Men in, well, yeah, I take it back for those that have not watched this film. Or the show, you have somehow Pietro is back. Is he Pietro? Who is he? What is he? We have nothing but questions. So many questions. So little time. What well, as my brother was saying, this show has taken the nation by storm, filling a TV hole that has existed because of the complicated nature of filming both movies and films in this time. Yeah, so, you know, I guess we started at the beginning. We um, watched the first episode filmed before a live to the audience. Frankly, I didn't know what to think about this uh, show. Uh, but it really kind of captivated me because it was different. I mean, the MCU has these different, these real cookie-cutter movies, and they have a template. But this was different. It was out there. Well, that was just curious. Um, so you're wondering who is watching these folks at uh, in the episode one, and uh, is it gonna be is it Doctor Doom? Is it like Arcade? What is happening here? Arcade. <laughs> <laughs> well, dusting off that mothball. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or it could have been Mojo. I mean, what's happening here? I I, I did put out the. You did say Mojo. You did say Mojo. Episode one. Then episode two came in. It's like, don't touch that down. It's like, uh, Wanda kind of explores more magic. And it's like, what is happening here? Um, but it just gets more interesting. Um, what did you think about episode two? Well, um, similar to you, I enjoyed the, the not knowing by the fact that this show is working off of a different model than the movies it you know i'm not you know waiting like, oh okay that's what's gonna like i have no idea what to expect it's, it's it's very refreshing you know it's the way i felt at the like i don't i don't know how it worked for me in infinity war i i that when you know that when when thanos won you know i i you know i because they, they announced it at first there was gonna be two then they cut it down the ones like, oh crap! So um, I guess they're gonna beat them in one movie. That's gonna be good. It sucks. But then it's like, oh nope, nope, we're doing the second movie. So all I got, yeah, yeah. 
All right, man. Oh, man. And now we get this smorgasbord of grief as we watch the snapping, the snapture, the blip. Oh, yeah, that, that was a great sequence. Right? If anyone, one of my greatest uh, properties in the MCU. Yeah, I, I, I will say that Infinity War was fantastic because, again, you had a villain that was... I don't even know if he was a villain, yeah, per se. Oh, Thanos was a villain. Yeah, you, you're killing trillions of people. Yeah, he's, he's space Hitler. Yes. Very, very much. Very bad man. Well, uh, I think Hitler, I think it's a bad analogy. Like Pol Pot or, or, or Stalin. Maybe Stalin because, I mean, at least, I mean, I would say that uh, historically, Hitler made a horrible historical decision turning on uh, Russia, uh, the Soviet Union. I don't think Thanos would make that decision. So Well, because Thanos will roll up with his space whales and his attack of the clone, or I should say his trade federation mooks. Bots, droids, stuff, and say, hey, look, 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 Stalin. You, 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 Morty, Morty, I got, I got all these, I got all, I got all these forces, we're from space, man, and so I'm, uh, basically, I'm gonna steamroll your floor, and the only reason you're not gonna get, get a pineapple up your ass, I feel like having a pina canal. Well, for those that aren't familiar, my brother is, um, terribly, terribly imitating, um, Rick from Rick and Morty. What a fantastic show! Mm-hmm. I mean, just just brilliant. But another episode, another episode. Yeah, not, not a, yep, yep, yep. <clears throat> Mr. Biggles. Uh, I used to have a cat. My my uh, college roommate <laughs> had a cat named Mr. Pickles. His name was Mark. Big rappers, everybody. Uh, <laughs> in the house. Alrighty. Um, but yeah, episode two was interesting because you saw it was more black and white. Um, Wanda and Vision had dinner guests, and it was like this weird, like, you thought, like, you kind of saw the facade starting to kind of come down, like, these folks were, like, trapped. It's like, stop it! Stop it! Stop it! And and it's just just very interesting. And then everything just kind of started to be interesting, because you had episode three. Uh, I mean, I'm not going to go through, we're not going to go through every single episode, but are there any characters that kind of have stuck out so far? Uh, well, I'm, I'm happy to see Darcy back. You know, Darcy has been very refreshing. She's a, she's a non-powered uh, individual, but she's a brainiac. Um, yeah, again, okay, snuffy Ephelis. Um, in any case, and uh, Jimmy Woo. And Jimmy Woo. Well, let's kind of give uh, Darcy some love. So he came from uh, Thor to Dark World, and that could be considered one of the... He was in Thor 1. Thor 1. Thor 1 and Thor 2. And, yes, sir. And Thor 2 could have been considered one of the weakest of the films. But, you know, it was, it was, it was, it was good. And, uh, and then you had Jimmy Woo, who was an Ant-Man. And um, very interesting stuff. Uh, I thought he was very good in Ant-Man, uh, but this one... Jimmy Woo has some more depth, and um, this is his as character, and um, just very very interesting. So definitely really good cast members, and, and then you have Monica Rambeau. Look, watch out, sister. Mm. Now, for those that are unaware, Monica Rambeau is actually. One of the original Captain Marvel. She was actually before 
Carol Danvers. Okay, what's with the tone there? What's with the tone there? This is Black History Month, so I just wanted uh-huh. to let people know here uh-huh. that um uh-huh. that Monica Rambeau came first. She, she came technically first as Captain Marvel, uh-huh. uh, but she's also known as Spectre and um, Spectrum. Spectrum. Okay, good. That's yeah. Yeah, Spectre is a DC property. This, this is true. Sorry, sorry to sully uh, Marvel by missing a DC property. Shop. But oh. it, it, another interesting segue. So yes, uh, yeah. So 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 first, uh, the alien Marvel, who he was a Kree alien, he was sent to Earth to 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 spy on us. But he was like, you know, these guys are pretty red. You know, you know, like you know what? Screw the Kree Empire. I'm gonna be a champion for the universe and for Earth. But then he died. But and so then the title of Captain Marvel passed on to Monica Rambeau. Now now there was also the interesting thing because DC had a Captain Marvel. Who, one of the characters they purchased when they got another rival comic book company. And so they, they, DC's Captain Marvel was being published alongside of, uh, at the same time as Marvel Comics with Marvel's Captain Marvel. But eventually there was a lawsuit and it was determined that only Marvel can call a character Captain Marvel. So Captain Marvel from DC had to change his name to Shazam. Shazam! 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 You know, I finally saw the movie about a Maybe a year ago, right before the pandemic started, it wasn't so bad. It wasn't so bad. Um, Dalvin Hansu, he gets around, my friend. He does get around. Um, I thought the Fire Spirits was interesting. It was a nice little child movie. It was like if the Power Rangers actually had a credible second movie. That's interesting. They had powers. Um... We'll see if there's a Shazam too. If they wait too long, the little kid will be a man. So you better start making it DC. Um, but yeah, Monica Rambeau um, was fantastic so far because you always wondered what happened to her um, as a kid in Captain Marvel. Well, let me tell you something. See, uh, obviously, see, he's growing up. He's definitely growing up. <laughs> Um, but really, see, uh, is, uh, yeah, well, she's grown up. She's, she's eating her Flintstone vitamins. Uh, but more than anything, you can see that she was affected by the blip. Um, her, um, her mother, when she came back from the blip, was dead. So actually, she came back from the dusting, uh, right in the hospital bed, five years later after the blip. And it's like, it's like pure chaos. Like, ah! So people kind of came back exactly where they uh, were at. So, I mean, the hospital was just flooded with people coming from the, the vanishing, the blip. Uh, what did you think about that scene? Chaotic uh, and beautiful. Just, 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 to, just, I mean, for me, I mean, the, the moment they announced the five-year gap, I was, you know, hit with the, Twofold, you know, thought process. One, okay, that's really ambitious. But two was also um so um that's a lot of stuff terrible that can happen in that time. I mean, it's just the logistics of how the world would have to adapt to half the population gone, plus then the accidents that happen because of certain key members who the population are gone. Just pilots and engineers and what have you. I uh, it just just like we, that's a lot. That's just a lot. I was like, holy crap, that that's that's really interesting. I was like, that's a that's. I mean, you're gonna fix it in one movie. I mean, there's like a 
treasure trove of stories you could tell about people in dealing with the snap, which is why I like that scene. It's like if you're right in the thick of it, you know, really seeing that kind of thing, you know, is because you know going going back to you know Ant Man is I really appreciated in Endgame when Scott got to see his daughter because like for me in in, in Ant Man two it was uh, it's a small scene but it's one of my most most uh, to me memorable scenes in the MCU is he's still under house arrest and he's sitting next to his daughter trying to entertain her and he's just having just you know just having a ball because you know the, he is her. Her hero, you know, that, but there's just this, you know, to me, I read a whole lot into what was not stated because he doesn't say any of this, but I just read into the, like, the fear that he has of losing that child. You know, he's going to jail. He's got to restart his career. He's lost his wife who's moved on with another man. I mean, it's just like, it's just what control do I have in this world? You know, like, I, I'm like, heck, I mean. The only reason he got the Ant-Man suit because Hank Pym was like, look, I'm not sacrificing my daughter and I can't still wear it. I just need some idiot to, you know, with, that I can dispose of, you know? So, like, all right, you're the idiot. <laughs> and, you know, but he managed to make it work, you know? He finally has something. And but it's just like, but at the end of the day, none of that matters if he doesn't have her. And, you know, then he lost her. He lost five years of her life. You know, like the, the 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 fear came home. You know, yeah, and hopefully in the third Ant Man movie, you know, they kind of go into that a little bit. They won't, but you know, that'll be nice to see done. You know, just the reality of what is lost for people in the snap event. You know, is it, it, it for characters both integral to the MCU and more adjacent. You know, that that, that that's something. So so that so for that scene of her coming back in the hospital, you know, just really. You know, cemented. Yeah, this is good stuff. This would be great drama and great television to to focus in on that. Thanks for delivering that kind of gut punch. You know, she she she, she was she died years ago. You know, like yeah, wow. yeah. I mean, it'd be like, hey, I, she was right there, right there. No, my friend, it's been five years, five long years. It's like Gladiator when Russell Crowe says, look. I'm getting my revenge, and, but it's not kind of like revenge, but still, it's just that viral gut punch, and that's what the snapping was, the snap, and it was just curious, so um, I thought that um, definitely the, um, just that reintroduction of uh, Miss Rambeau was really, really good, and, um, and then we get introduced to... Um, Hayward, um, who is now the director of um, Sword Division. Division. So, in the comic books, it's um, they relate this outer space uh, counterpart of Shield, and they kind of peruse the space, make sure to protect against any intergalactic uh, threats like Galactus or Thorax or um, Silver Surfer. It's not a threat, but you know, you form those relationships. Th- thorax? No, we're not thorax. Um, uh, God, he was a uh, herald of Galactus. Oh, Terax. Terax. Terax it is, yes. Um, so you have all those, um, all those intergalactic um, threats that we will meet in the MCU at some point. We're not going to get Terax. You don't know this. You didn't think you would get uh, Agnes Harkness. Oh, did I say that? 
Yes, it was Agatha all along. We'll get to that. Um, but, you know, it was quite interesting. So you get to see as far as how life has gone by for um, Monica Rambeau and how Hayward has kind of like said, you know what, here, I'm in charge now. And it was like um, she was grounded. She couldn't um, do certain missions. So they said, so Hayward gave her a bone and said, hey, you need to go to New Jersey. First of all, who wants to go to New Jersey? Uh, you want, wanted to go to New Jersey to yes. see a comic book shop. This is true. Kevin Smith is in New Jersey. So I, I take that back. I guess I would go to um, New Jersey to see Kevin Smith's comic book store. Eureka. Um, but in any case, you, you see her, like, um, she's at New Jersey, and the cops, they have no idea what's happening because they had, like, some memory issues. Um, and then enter, um, Detective, what's his name? Jimmy Woo. Jimmy Woo. Jimmy Woo. Say his name. Jimmy Woo. I'm gonna say it. Um, Jimmy Woo is just, I mean, he's a character that established an Ant-Man, and um, I'm glad that you're kind of bringing back people, and this is good. So I just think he's been a strong character and um, and a nice addition to um, the story. So you see Monica Rambeau. Um, going through what is called now the hex, this force field, and uh, it's like, what is happening here? And she gets sucked into it. Hmm, very interesting. And then we see more of the show as far as just, just a miracle as far as just, it's a TV show. And you're wondering first, how is Vision alive? How is he alive? And uh, it's very, very interesting. Uh, you also have, um, I guess we'll talk about it, um, Harkness. Um, now, for those that, he was known as Agnes originally in the TV show. But uh, for those that aren't aware, Agatha Harkness is a very classic um, uh, character in the MCU. And see in the MCU, well, in the Marvel Marvel universe. Yeah, yes, there we go. And she uh, was the nanny for Franklin Richards, and um, she also was a kind of spiritual, kind of magical trainer of Scarlet Witch. And uh, yeah, very interesting. What, what what do you think about so far about Agnes? Can you, anything that stood out? Well, well, before we get into that, you know, just speaking of you know bringing people back. You just, you just say, yeah, you know, MCU is better at utilizing their staple of characters than uh, the WWE. Hey-o! Hey-o! Let me tell you something about the WWE. It's a side sidetrack here. Vincent Mann, what's going on with you? You have people like Bobby Lashley, and you can't make him champion? Have you seen this man? He's big. He's bad. He's good. He's the honky-tonk man. Honky-tonk man! The honky-tonk man! I'm big and I'm bad. Mm-hmm. Um, well, you, you can't just decide who's champion. You gotta focus test people or shove them down your throats like John Cena or Roman Reigns. Dun, 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 dun. Now, speaking of Roman Reigns, um, Roman Reigns. My name is Joe and I have leukemia. Yes, he did, really did have leukemia. But, you know, he actually has to come back as a bad guy. And he is now 
the head of the family, the head of the table, like a gangster, but like a, a Samoan gangster. So it's pretty interesting. So it's like the, the, the corporate rock? Similar, but more like uh, John Gotti, you know, I'm, I'm in charge and you're going to bow down and bend the knee. A like, Samoan mom boss? <laughs> yeah, Samoan mom boss. There you go. I mean, it's pretty interesting. And he's, um, has uh, Paul Heyman as his, um, as his advisor. Oh, well, you know what? I got to tune back in. And n- n- nothing warms my heart more than hearing Paul Heyman's high-pitched, shrill voice. I-, I don't even know. Him and John Laryngitis, I mean, Laurenitis, I don't know how they can speak at length without, you know, hurting their vocal cords. Like, my client, Brock Lesnar. How does this man work? He doesn't, but, you know, but, but Paul, for, as we digress, Paul Heyman has been around for years. He was back in the old WCW NWA when he was Paul E. Dangerously, and he had a sick phone, and it was just quite interesting. Uh, he would rival with Jim Cornette, legend, legend Jim Cornette, uh, Paul E. Heyman, Paul E. Heyman, Wait, wait um, Paul Heyman wrestled? No, no, he's just always a manager. And okay. He, but he did have a, a tuxedo match with uh, Jim Cornette. Where a tuxedo? Yes, yes. He was. If you look this up in your YouTube regime, he lost, and you see his little, um, his underwear, his whitey tighties. It was pretty interesting for the eighties. So, so, so there actually was a male equivalent of LeBron James. It was with a tuxedo match. So you had that, and then you also had. Steamboat and Flair, they had a tuxedo match. So, yes, you, you, you have had that. So, it has been more, it's more enjoyable with a bra and panty match, but you know. I mean, Which, like, look, thankfully, you know, has been stopped since it was just one of the dumbest match ideas out it, it was, because the bra never came off. So, what's the heck? You're always wrestling in your bra and panty. What, what's, what's going on here? Um, quite interesting. I'm very demeaning towards women, actually, because. I mean, the women are athletic and they can do things, but, you know, they were able to appeal to the male sovereignist pigs out there that just <laughs> wanted to see the titties, and, uh, or the puppies, as the king would say. Um, so. Unless you were China, since she was built like an Amazon, they treated her like a person. Th- this is true. This is true. Nobody, God rest her soul, but, um, yeah, China was interesting. Um, but The Rock has a new TV show on NBC where it kind of, depicts the rise of his uh, father, Rocky Johnson, and kind of has, uh, they've cast uh, Vince McMahon, as, well, an actor to play Vince McMahon, Randy Savage, ooh, yeah, baby! Um, yeah, just, it's interesting, so I was looking forward to, to see that show. Uh, now, to give you this kind of a side there, uh, you were asking me, like, what, 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 what did I think about, you know, them... Uh, Miss Miss Harkness, it's like uh, you know, and, and and well, I really enjoy her as a character. You know, she's like really interesting to see. Cause, cause this is one thing I I don't have a frame of reference for her. Cause you know my my uh readership has been the X Men comics, Spider Man comics. Um, I've done smattering of Avengers. No, I shouldn't say it's matter like they just like there's a whole lot of the classic Avengers stuff and then there's a gap here and there. You know, I got the after disassemble when you have the two teams, Mighty Avengers, New Avengers, like I read a lot of that. And 
within you know there's there's you know there's gaps you know like the one one big uh thing was the uncanny avengers where they merged the teams after avx so there were mutants okay that's where i checked out everybody let me just tell you something here. <laughs> That you don't cross the streams. For some reason, Marvel said, oh, let's just have the X-Men and Avengers play Hunky Dory Friends. Yeah, keep them separate until, hey, it's fun to get them together. So, as a teenager, you had um, Onslaught. So, when the Avengers came on board, it was, like, amazing. Like, oh, my God, Dr. Doom and Submariner and the Thing and... Avengers, Iron Man, Captain America, they're trying to help the X-Men because at the time, the X-Men were still seen as outcasts in, in the comics, but, you know, they, they worked together and that's where um, Heroes Reborn came in. But it was still, it was a novelty for uh, guest appearance. When it happened, it was powerful and gripping. But now it's just like, oh, yeah, let's just hang out. But I guess it's understandable they're in New York, so you should hang out, but... I just think that you should have kept the team separate because when Beast was a member of the Avengers, it was kind of cool because it was just one cross-up and now every everybody was like an Avenger now or an X-Men. And X-Men is reserved for mutants usually. Well, that's the whole, what I enjoyed the differentness of it, you know, that this was a new era. And I mean, you know, they, they said it themselves, you know, like we're, we're trying this new thing where we don't see things as like human problems or mutant problems, or just problems, you know? Like, you know, it's because realistically there should be more interaction between between the two groups. But, you know, they're just, like you said, they're they're their own thing, you know. It, it, it's, you know, it's, just, it's kind of, you know, except for those big events. You know, it reminded me of uh, one crossover episode of a show that's now canceled. It's called Sleepy Hollow, and it's about the, the headless horseman and, and, of course, Ichabod Crane, but with, a, like, a demonic twist, like, the Headless Horseman was instead one of the four horsemen of the apocalypse. But that's neither here nor there. You know, so anywho. So they have a crossover with this other show, um, uh, Bone, not Bones. And the thing is, Bones is not a, a show that deals with any of this kind of stuff. So you have this weird situation where the guest characters show up, they're there helping them out, and then they have to disappear for the, the, for the weirdness because otherwise they would then have to acknowledge the supernatural stuff is happening and, and they're like, oh, wait, what's going on? So it's just kind of odd that they would do that, but they that's what they had to do based upon the crossover they were doing. So anywho, anywho, it's just like, that's how it is. They're separate. It seems like they shouldn't be. And, you know, I, I personally like more guest spots. I mean, like, I just these characters are interesting. And one of the greatest parts of Infinity War, going back, just just, just going to fillet that flat palace all day long. You know what I'm saying? It's, is the characters interacting and talking with each other, you know, just just seeing their personalities and, and their worldviews, you know, that those those little things, those character beats. Because these these movies are on like roller coaster pace. So it's just like go, go, go. And they don't have time for those slower moments. So it's it's nice to see them. Really appreciate that a lot, you know? Yeah, because I mean you like um the interplay between Bucky and uh Falcon. What's then leads you to a new T V series that will be coming out on Disney Plus. Soon enough. So, again, Disney was ruling the world. Um, so, absolutely. I mean, speaking of crossovers, back in the day, you had, for me, Roger Rabbit. That was like, ooh, wow. You have Mickey Mouse and Bugs Bunny all in the same show. Who's with me to say that people really didn't like Bugs Bunny? Because he was kind of an a-hole. I mean, I loved when he lost to the alien. 
and Cecil the Turtle, that made my day. Yes, it did. I mean, it's just like, I was just excited. I think there were two episodes of Cecil the Turtle, and, uh... One with the alien. Yeah, one with the alien. And those were the times that Bugs Bunny would lose. It should happen more often <laughs> to me. I mean, he would pick on poor Elmer Fudd. I mean, he's such a jerk to Do- Daffy Duck. I mean, he just—he was just a, a miserable bunny. I mean, just really made me bad. I mean, he also had back in the day Tiny Toons. But as we digress, let's kind of talk more about WandaVision. Now, I've heard that they're going to be basing the personality of Mr. Fantastic on Bugs Bunny in the MCU. God, I would hope not. I mean, <laughs> I really would just despise him. Um, I mean, just insanity. Um, I mean, speaking of, like, Reed Richards, I mean, they did they did cast um, King the Conqueror for uh, Ant-Man 3, uh, Quantumanium. And it's going to be interesting because he's going to be played by, um, by a new actor who is African-American. So then the, poses the question, how are you going to cast Reed Richards or Sue Storm? Would one be black or one be white or how? How's this going to go? Because um, the world wants to know, my friend. The world wants to know. Well, I mean, you can go any way. The thing is, I mean, Kang comes from, what, a thousand, at least a thousand years in the future? I mean, if if 70 years ago we had a grandparent that was 100% Caucasian, we could, we could still look relatively the same just because of how stuff splits in half in only a few generations. He's like several hundred generations. This is true. Blind, so. Let's see how this goes as he's stuck in limbo or his, um, his Tynopolis. What is it called? It's his uh, fortress in the time. You know. So yes. Um, we're going to stop for a second to kind of listen to our sponsors but um, we'll kind of finish up as far as WandaVision. You know, uh, my government brother, um, we're back. We're back from our little uh, break. It's not quite five years, but we're back. Um, I think WandaVision has been very interesting because they kind of introduced um, Monica Rambeau, who is, I want to kind of give her some props. Let's play by name, Tiana, Tiana Paris. And um, she has been remarkable with her acting. As far as just playing it just nice and strong as far as introducing the world to um, Monica Rambeau, who has never been, I believe, uh, live action on, on any screen. So this is your first depiction of um, uh, Miss Paris, who is playing uh, Monica Rambeau. So um, what happened in one of the episodes is, well, you saw Monica Rambeau get her powers. What did that make you, how did that make you feel? Uh, well, Doc, first of all, what are your rates? You're like, oh, 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 yeah, oh, oh, I thought you were being a therapist for a second. Uh, okay. Um, well, we are on these comfortable recliners. <laughs> but anyways, well, you know, for me, the in and of itself, that wasn't the big deal, but just the narrative of how it's happening, you know? Where Darcy mentioned, like, hey, you're, you've already been in that and out of that thing a couple of times, and it's rewritten yourself on a molecular level. So I was like, okay, so everybody who's in that thing has been rewritten, and she's gotten powers. So 
is that going to say that all of them will due to latent exposure or did she only get it because of three exposures? I mean, well, there are questions here, you know, because, you know, it's like, oh, that's how you bring in mutants, you know, everybody who was in the hex, you know, hundreds of people, you know, you keep the population small, you know, similar to the, like a show that I, I watched, another canceled show. Yeah, I, I go for sci-fi. It's a little expensive, so they often get canceled. It's called the 4400. Mm-hmm. And so this show was about individuals from all over the world who over the course of 60 years have been abducted and experimented on and brought back all at once to this point in like 2000, 2002. It was early 2000s. And, this, and, and they, you know, the, the citizens of the world and they had to, and the governments had to figure out, okay, what do we do with all these people? You know, they quarantine them, try to figure out, okay, do you have, what, what the heck is going on with you? And then they let them go. And then some of them turn out to have powers. So, and so it was and things that hurt the show was that it came out around the same time as Heroes and it didn't have a big budget. So, you know, and it, so anyways, just the, the idea of what this could mean for the other people affected by the hex is, is something that I, I would be interested in, in seeing them follow up on. You know, that's one thing I really like about this show is that it's establishing so much stuff and it's like off movie because you know what in a agents of shield there was a lot of stuff established but none of it mattered because the show is its own thing it's influenced by the movies but not vice versa so the nothing that happens on agents of shield matters to the movies so it's just like hey where's all this stuff that we got and this stuff like, it doesn't matter it doesn't matter here this stuff does well it can it never will event agents of shield it can they can pick they can actually realistically can be expected to pull from some of this stuff in the movie. So that that's interesting to just see what what's going to pan out to be. So, yeah, very interesting. Um, but as far as the introduction of just Wandavision yeah. itself, it's just it's been captivating. Been more than captivating. But you kind of mentioned something as far as the hex. My hope, this is just my theory, my hope is that they don't say, well, the hex created the mutants. I just think you can just be simple and say, we didn't cover the mutants. Um, but I would say this, you can't have a 150-year-old uh, Magneto if you're going to reintroduce him. You can't be like a 150-year-old man. I would not believe that he can take on Thanos or any other uh, powerful, because he's 150 years old. So, again, you might have to update the origin of Magneto, just like they updated the origin of Tony Stark from um, the Vietnam War, or actually it was the Iraq War. So, there you go, even after that. So, you're going to have to update it. I mean, you were able to kind of keep the same with Captain America, because, again, he was a man frozen out of time. You just kind of woke him up in the 2000s, which is fine. Um... But yeah, I mean, just it's just so interesting what is happening with the MCU. Kevin Feige, I give you ultimate props, young man. You're doing great. I mean, you have the golden touch. The golden touch. So That's the power. Uh, yeah. Um. So yeah, you definitely. So WandaVision has been quite interesting. So. 
we're talking about uh, Monica Rambo. Let's kind of go back over that as far as the um, goes back in the hats and see um, kind of gets discovered by Wanda and gets kicked out again. It's like, what are you doing? And Wanda gets all with her red BB stuff and her mask says, get the hell out of here. She, she gets out of here, and, and then Wanda, and then um, Vision's like, "Where's uh, where is she? Uh-huh, she's gone." And then just nonetheless, and then it, it was just interesting. And I, I want to talk about Vision in one episode at the end, at the kind of where Vision kind of understood as far as where am I? Like, what is going on? So he kind of got in the fight and in, in, in the air and everything, and. It's just interesting. I, I actually think this show is like um, Vision's personal hell because he can't leave. So it's just very interesting. Um, and, and then you have obviously uh, Monica Rambeau. She tries to go back in there a third time. Oh, you want to say something? They have to tell me who the engineer is. For God's sakes, who is the engineer? Who do you think is the engineer, James? Uh, the, it's the engineers from the Alien franchise. The no, R- Ripley no. sold the rights to Aliens. Well, that could happen because Disney does own Aliens, so and that's quite possible. But my theory is, I'm hoping that it could be someone like um, Beast, Hank McCoy, or um, there's been rumors that my my good friend Brian Wojciechowski is saying. Uh, Blue Marble. Um, <laughs> they're so. bringing out the, the big obscure guns. Okay. I mean, they're trying to make it more mainstream now, but, you know, the Blue Marble has uh, suffered from um, a Superman syndrome. Like, Marvel doesn't like to have Superman, you know, like, Thor is the Superman of Marvel, but he's not any, like, he's not at OP. Mm-hmm. And so, like, it's, it's, like, more easy to write him versus a guy who can, like, okay, right, I'm having a hard time with this fight. Okay, I just need you guys to hold them off for like five minutes. So I need to go sit in the sun for two minutes. So it's going to take me like a minute to get there. Then I'll sit in there for two and a half, maybe three minutes, and I'll be flying back in a minute. And then I'll be powerful enough to take on this guy. So just hold the line for five minutes. You know that? So, uh, yeah, something like that. And, you know, because he's it's as powerful as he needs to be. So, he's, anyways, Blue Marvel, you know, has had a mini series and he took on an alien invasion by himself. He's super strong and he kind of exiled himself to the moon. And didn't bother anything because, again, he's too powerful and they had to write him out. Same thing with Sentry. You know, they brought him in, had him, you know, lost the walls off, uh, powerful, and then they wrote him out because he's too powerful to be written. You know, same thing. Like Franklin Richards, uh, Nate Gray, when they hit, like, really high. Oh, man, characters. I love Nate Gray. He's he just, was fantastic. We, we got to do something. We got to fix it. And then they killed him. We kind of obscured him. It's like, I understand, but Nate Gray was really, really, really good. Um, oh yes, as far as WandaVision, Pietro. <sighs> you mean Peter? Peter. Okay, when that happened, well, like, to drop the mic moment, what the heck? Who's that right here, man? I thought at first that maybe it was uh, Ian McKellen, but I would be disappointed if Ian McKellen's in this film. Uh, only because, again, he's old man, and then I mean, we want Magneto to be around for a long time. And also, Magneto has had his day. We're okay. We are okay. All right, you heard it here on our podcast first. Kevin Feige, my brother wants an MCU X-Men universe with Sans Magneto and Sans Professor X. 
build it around other people. Alrighty. I, I would like Professor S in Magneto, but I mean, let's bring in Mr. Sinister or some other, or you can bring in the Nasty Boys. Well, or, I mean, if, if you would have supported Fox's movie, I did support it. it was you would have gotten Nathaniel. Oh, no, I'm, I'm so, no, I'm sorry. Apocalypse was horrible. Played that, by Matthew McConaughey. No, it was horrible. I mean, okay, no, I mean, let me tell you something. Well, Matthew McConaughey would make a nice uh, Sinister. But that's neither here nor there. The Fox universe was a complete and total dumpster fire. Let me tell you again. I was at the auto store yesterday talking to my friend TJ. We love talking about comics and pop culture. What an abysmal mess. Okay, I can count on my, my five fingers the good MC, the good Fox universe X from the film. X2, brilliant. Striker! That was pretty good. You had Iceman and... Yeah, it's just really good. Shoot, we got some sirens here. Um, and then you had um, okay. Let me let me just tell you something. At three was absolutely horrible. How do you roll by your brother and not recognize him? I mean, you you've been harping on that thing. They've established it pretty clearly. He's not the stepbrother of Charles in the film. I'm brother. sorry. I just it, that's just what hor- role, That's man. horrible. That was horrible too. I mean, you can't just make m- mistake the mother of um, Rogue and also uh, Nightcrawler, which they did hint at. And uh, I guess the newer, the older films or new film, whatever the continuity is. Um, but yeah, I will say the days of future past. It was pretty good. It was good. I quite enjoyed it. Um, the both Phoenix ones, that would be X three, and the Phoenix one were less to be desired. Um, Logan was very, very good. Quite enjoyable. First class, fantastic. When Magneto comes with the um, the quarter trick with uh, Kevin Bacon, great. Uh, Star Lord will be so happy to see that scene. Um, yeah, how did that get? I mean, I, I get like taking the blood out automatically makes it PG thirteen, I guess. But you, you put a, a coin through a person's skull. That's, that's just graphic, even yeah, without was, blood. That was that, like, that was how they got PG thirteen. I don't know. That that was quite uh, interesting. So uh, when they do in, uh, introduce the mutants, they got to do it right. They they got to do it right. That, that that's all I need to say about that. Or maybe they won't even do mutants. Maybe they'll do like, what was it like that brief thing? The mutant, the Neo? You're like the mutants of mutants? Remember the Neo? No, I don't. And the Neo? No. Yeah, look, look that up for like 15 seconds, kids, on Google. Like Marvel, the Neo. Like, you know, you know I mean, or not, because again, like they're, not, they're never going to matter again. You know, so. Anywho, uh, let's see. I uh, think things, so, 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 yeah. And, and you know, just the. The mystery of this show, going back to that, like just not knowing, like what's you, you just got questions. You've got so many questions, and instead of having to wait a year or two years, you know, you got to just wait until next week, and they'll start giving you more information. You know, it's just it, it it's it's it, it, it's wonderful, you know, you know, because just amazing, amazing, man, amazing. Well, next week is the last episode of Wandavision. <laughs> Holy moly, what is going to happen here? Um, oh, before, as we kind of had this brilliant conversation, Monica Rambeau's, um, she got her power by going through the hex one more time. You see, like, the different cells. You see um, 
Nick Fury, her mom, Captain Marvel, just all talking to her grandpa. Just every, it was just, just so powerful. And you made it simple. It was more, more than two minutes. It was fantastic. Oh, also, you know, something else interesting about WandaVision, they have made an appointment viewing. Like, oh, yeah, I have to watch this at least by the end of Friday or I will be spoiled. And uh, that's brilliant. People are talking about it all week and said, what's going to happen next? They've definitely kept a lot of YouTube um, um, podcasts and uh, all in business as far as... Um, if you don't listen to us, you can listen to New Rockstar. They're pretty good. I mean, they're not as good as us. I mean, they, I mean, they don't have as many hits I mean, as <laughs> us. I mean, the five people that listen to our show. But uh, again, just take a listen to that. But um, it's just interesting. So, Pietro. Obviously, he's not Pietro. So the question is, who is he? Where did he come from? How did they get his face? I mean, there's so many questions. So many questions. All right, and so what, based upon what we would learn later, it's, you know, they, they kind of thrown a swerve at it. Just, she just picked a random dead guy. Well, well no, she just, you know, necromancy's a non-starter, and your brother was a half-continent away. Okay, so... So how did she so she she um a simple possession of somebody who had super speed so so there's there's more questions there's more questions I mean unless she like just magically duplicated the super speed you know so, so I guess we're gonna talk about episode eight <sighs> thank you Kevin Feige for going comic book accurate. And saying the Salem witch trial that she obviously is um, Agna Harkness. Well, first, before we talk about episode eight, episode seven. <sighs> Brilliant. You see Vision, he's kind of wondering, why am I in the circus? And just figuring out, I mean, poor Vision. He's died about two or three times. It's like, it's like God, like, what a horrible life. I mean, I mean, he is a set spot, kind of, for Wanda, but jeez, I mean, it's just, but just a horrible life, and, um... Meanwhile, Jean Grey's like, two times? So, so, those are, that's it? Those are rookie numbers. We gotta pump those numbers up. Oh, Jean Grey. Jean Grey, why don't you stay dead for a while? Um... She did. She's dead. Good. She needs to stay dead. I mean, she's back now, but she, she was dead back, for a while. Back, and, 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 and six months, we dead again, and alive. Okay. I've been a digress just for a second. Let me tell you something, Let me tell you something brother. Uh, the X-Men recently, about two, a year ago, two years ago, had the X-Men from the original first class come to the future, talk to themselves, and then kind of, it's just, just so convoluted. I mean, just, there's so many things wrong with that. But that happened. What the heck, X-Men fans? Get it together, get it together writers, please. Um, that that's your convoluted. That's well, your convoluted. well, you know, everything. that's where you draw the line. That's what I draw. That's what I draw the line. Uh, 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 we're, we're, we're perfectly fine with with the convoluted best that is Cable. Well, like that's the, convoluted. The, yeah. the, that they clone Jean Grey, and then Jean Grey's clone has a kid, yes. and then that kid has to be sent to the future, and then he's cloned, and the kid is cloned. And then the clone of the kid is raised by Apocalypse and evil, and the regular one is raised by the minds of Scott and Jean sent to the future to raise their son, but they don't know that. 
And so he's still raised by his parents, but he doesn't know it. And he comes back to the present. Oh, but wait! You didn't, he also has his sister from an alternate timeline future that came back to avert it. But wait! There's also his other timeline version of himself that was created in the test tube in Age of Apocalypse. So don't give me this nonsense that it got convoluted in X-Men. It's been the most nightmarishly complex, overly just intricate narratives you'll ever see. So yeah, I personally liked young Fab Five being able to see their future selves. Fair enough, it was cute. I guess if it's like a I'm not saying you gotta like it. I'm saying I I liked it. But yeah, it's convoluted with them getting into Spider-Man and his clones and everything else. It's just interesting. So, as uh, it said on a popular uh, YouTube channel, comic books are weird. Okay, back to um, Agatha. Okay. So, the reveal in episode 7 of WandaVision is that we find out that, well, Wanda, the Agatha, it was her fault. She was kind of pulling the strings. Now, I'm thinking maybe some Fisto or anything else, but it appears that it's just that it's Agatha. She's the one that kind of in, influenced. But obviously, Wanda Vigwanda, which we found out in episode eight, she started to hex. So, some type of power just started over her. It's like, it's just interesting. Um, yeah, so episode, so and now her boys are being kidnapped and but episode 8 you kind of see more of the backstory of, of Wanda. So we, um, we we see the backstory of Agatha Harkness as she kills her mother and all her uh, all the witches, because obviously she has dabbled in the powers that are far beyond um, reality, which is interesting. The and, dark uh, side, the dark the side. pathway so, to abilities people might call unnatural. Yes, yes, and obviously, um, witches have been around. Witches and sorcery have been around in the MCU verse for at least. Since the 1500s. So it's interesting as far as just the stories that they can tell. As far as where has Agatha been all along? Oh, speaking of that, <laughs> it was Agatha all along. Come on, let's sing it together, James. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. It was, can we? Uh, it's on the internet. So, it's Agatha all along. I mean, she just came out like, look, I'm Agatha Harkness. Dropped the mic. Here, I, I'm doing this. I did it. Um, and if any of the five of you have seen a, a version of, of, of a meme of that that combines the um, the all along from Vince McMahon, if you could like post that to our, our anchor, I guess I'd appreciate it. You know, like in in the '90s, like Vince McMahon would open up many episodes raw, and he he, I mean, I, you got to question some of his decisions, but one thing he knows how to do is work a crowd. You know, he did. I mean, just the iconic line of, "It was me, Austin." It was me all along. You brought a hook, line, and sinker. <laughs> I mean, just classic Vince. Vince would have that walk, the strut, like, 
He had the genetic jackhammer. It is um, great. I mean, if, if, if his testicles really are as large as he proposed, I would probably walk seriously too. I mean, yeah. I mean, I mean, Glenda. I mean, that doggy style must be kind of insane. Oh, oh Jesus boy, jeez. Grapefruit, uh, grapefruits, everybody. Mona Linda is so like stoic. It's like, oh, okay, she's just tired. Vince, good job. Um, <laughs> good job. So back to WandaVision as we kind of get back to the um, the end of this episode. Um, it's just interesting. So you find out as far as that Wanda probably had hex abilities since a kid, so it's there. And she probably used probability uh, magic to influence that bomb to not go off. That's the assumption that was was there, which is good. And uh, then you see her with Baron Strucker's laboratory. Okay, she gets the she gets one of the Infinity uh, gems, the Mind Stone, I believe. And you see a shadow come out of that uh, gem. Who is that? What is that? I need to know. I mean, I need to know. We, we, we all need to know, right? It's like, because it, it, it dovetails off of an uh, earlier episode where, it's like, where they were, you know, going into her backstory in the military base. Like, wait, wait, hold on. She doesn't have, like, a fancy code name? It's, it's just, just Wanda? Yeah, it's just Wanda. And, and so it, it's, it's, you know, because I saw a, a, a meme, like, a, a few days ago. It was comparing authors. And so it had a picture of J.K. Rowling just uh, came up with an interesting story, thought it deserved wrote a book for it. Then it had uh, J.R.R. Tolkien. Oh, yeah. Then it had, like, George R.R. Martin. Uh, had a neat story. Thought he ought to write a book for it. And then it had Tolkien. It says, invented a fake language. Thought I ought, ought to have a story for it. <laughs> so, it's like, so all of these other properties never see it. Like, hey, you know, people like Olsen, let's give them a TV series. You know, yeah. I, we've got these popular title characters, like, Thor and Iron Man. Let's give him a series. Well, Wanda doesn't have a code name. Let's make a series where she gets one. Yes. <laughs> Let's just make a series. So that was the whole reason for the TV series. So she can get a code name. So you now know that she's the Scarlet Witch. And it's not just a code name. It's it's a title. It's a title. It's like the Sorcerer's of Spring. But no, you're the Scarlet Witch. So you see some mysterious lady coming from uh, the Infinity Gym, or well, maybe a lady, just, it appears that somebody was jumping from that gym, so I'd like to know more. Um, and then you have um, just a nice romantic scene of her sitting with Vision, and just, you should see the law, so she's kind of like the Harry Potter of the MCU in some ways, as far as she's lost her parents, her brother, her love of her life, it's just a lot of loss. I mean, like Harry Potter, I mean, he lost his parents. He lost his uncle. Sirius Black. Oh, man. Sirius Black was... Gary Oldman. Fantastic actor. Very underrated. No, not really. I mean, he's won an Academy Award. Um, I mean, he was great in The Fifth Element. Great in Batman. Great in Harry Potter. Is he bad in anything? God, Gary, Gary Oldman. Fantastic. I mean, I guess he's bad in Britain because he keeps doing all these movies in America. <laughs> I guess so. I guess so. But I guess they pay more. They pay, pay more. So there you go. Um, so then you come to uh, pretty much the end as far as for Agatha 
kind of says it's time to come back to the real world. At least the real world has, he has the kids, and if you see, um, Agatha Harkness all in her her glorious witch outfit, and that's when they reveal it. You're Scarlet, you are Scarlet Witch, and then obviously you can. Oh, one more thing. Scarlet Witch can create life. It appears. You make something from nothing. That's right. So you can create life. Very interesting. So I guess my theory is that Agatha Harkness wants her because she can create life. So can then the boys leave the hex? What's happening here? And that that is a tremendous question. Going off of everything we have so far to go off of, brother, uh, the answer would seem to be no, since they're direct products of her and not existing things that have been acted upon by her her consciousness. So like similarly like vision was breaking down when he was removed from the hex. So too would they likely be subject to the same terms? Maybe, maybe not, because they do appear to be flesh and blood and not synthesoid. But again, all three of them look like they're products of her body. So so how how they how they go into that will be interesting. Yes, I can't wait for next Friday. I'm going to have some popcorn. I'll be all ready, my friends. Um, so then you have pretty much cut to black credits after you find out that it is that her name is Scarlet Witch. That's her code name because she's like some some legend or something. <sighs> then we go back to the base, the sword base, and you have Hayward. What a dick. Um... You find out that they have constructed Vision again. Well, for the first time. And he's white Vision. Amazing. What's going to happen here? There's so many questions. Could, could it be, as my brother said, could it be Autron again? I mean, very interesting stuff. Because, yeah, I mean, Vision is a product of both the AI of Jarvis, the... Well, uh, the AI of, excuse me, AI of Ultron and the Mind Stone. So there's no Mind Stone this time, to, which was the only reason that Ultron could show up. So it's just, there's a, and there's no Asgardian lightning to act as kind of a Frankensteinian catalyst for the whole thing. So it's what's in there. I mean, you, he's one of the most sophisticated AIs in the world. And so if all you're doing is putting a new um, AI in a, vision suit will it have the ability to fly i mean i think you can only do that because of the mind stone arguably mm-hmm. going tangible a mind stone arguably uh there's no head lasers so really you're just gonna have a robot that's in human form so it's just so it's gonna be interesting to see what they do with that yes yeah, yeah so um quite interesting i'm i'm very curious we all are very curious as far as wandavision what's gonna happen next I give it a 10 out of 10 because this has been, cause in the state of the pandemic, it's been appointment viewing. And uh, just, I am so happy as far as uh, just the future. So before before we go, we're, I just want you to let you know that they're going to be making uh, another Superman film. It's going to be produced by Tynesha Coates and J.J. Abrams. There's talk that they might make a black Superman. I'm not sure how I feel about that. I think that um, I, I think that you have to be very careful with that because you want to just make sure that um, whoever is Clark Kent 
has that Boy Scout type of deal, but also can, well, not so much break your neck, but, you know, or the bottom high issue, but just have a little bit of grit. So I'm pretty interested about that. So Carlton, cast Carlton? Carlton, <laughs> maybe. Um, so we also have um, Sazam. Uh, it's going to be the uh, casting soon, The Fear of the Gods, who has announced the May premiere date for MODOK. Um, HBO match reveal. Wait, Modoc? Modoc. Modoc has a live action. No, that's a live, uh, claymation show. Um, so I'm glad I got my Hulu uh, subscription. Um, and I just encourage you folks to be safe. Uh, Batman co-writer who will produce the Netflix uh, Terminator anime series. So that should be interesting. So there's a lot of things there. Are and it's not as... Speaking of convoluted timelines, where does this turn? <laughs> don't know. We don't have enough time to get into that. Uh, the Masters of the Universe Mega will be having a Netflix show at some point, produced by Kevin Smith. Um, and then you have just toys coming out. The Transformers, Marvel Legends are going to be coming out. So you have a lot of good things. Let's see what else is happening in the world. Oh, did you see the Mortal Kombat trailer, James? Yes. That was pretty good. What do you think about that? Uh, I mean, Mortal Kombat wasn't my jam, so I mean, I finish it. I, I I enjoyed the first movie because like, you enjoyed it, but you know, because you, you just you love Christopher Lambert. I did. I did. He was good in the Highlander. Uh, that was very good. Um, well, I'll let you know that Star Wars: The Bad uh, Batch will be debuting on uh, Disney Plus along with Loki at some point. Um, you'll have Star Wars. Uh, February 24th, 2021. Um, let's see. So you have the Bad Bats will be taking over in May. Tom Hiddleston's Loki series has been bumped back a month. However, it won't be long. Wait. Loki will premiere, premiere June 11th. So that should be exciting. So you're going to enjoy that. We also have this year um, Hawkeye and Miss Marvel. So you've got a lot of good things. Uh, Bad Bats is an animated series by uh, Star Wars. So we're definitely going to have a lot of content by for Disney+. Plus. Um, they also have Paramount. They're going to be having a um, streaming service. So you've got a lot of streamers. Somebody's going to lose here. Not everybody's going to win out. Um, Amazon is developing a G.I. Joe spinoff series featuring Lady J. What the hell? Really? I didn't know we were, like, clamoring for Lady J. So, not only are you going to have a Snake Eyes film, I guess we're going to have a G.I. Joe spinoff with Lady J. that's really portrayed by uh, Adrian Palacki. However, it seems unlikely that Palacki will reprise the role after this reboot. Interesting. Lady J. Man. Okay. I, Lady J was not really my favorite, but she was good. I mean, you had Shipwreck, and yeah, it was good. So, we'll see. Uh, Nickelodeon and Netflix announced a new Transformers animated show. Um, the Transformers franchise is getting a new power surge. Two animated shows set in this franchise and about to debut the next month. First Nickelodeon is developing... Wait, in addition to the one on Netflix? That's right. Oh, we're going to have a feature show on the show on Netflix. It's quite good. All I have to say is Galvatron. Quite interesting. Um, yeah. So... I'm pretty interested in the Transformer Generation 1 miniseries. 
So, you got a lot of things going on. So, if you are a nerd, um, this is the time for you. This is definitely the time. So, um, again, continue to um, enjoy. Um, continue to enjoy being a nerd. Um, enjoy what is to come. Um, let us know what future episodes you would like to know about. And... Uh, Let's continue to nerd out, everybody. And wish my brother a happy birthday. Oh, God. Yes, it was my birthday. Uh, pandemic birthdays. Fun, 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 fun. Yeah! WandaVision. 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 Dun, dun, dun. Goodbye, team. Until next week, or at least in the next few weeks, we will return. <laughs> Yeah, so much for those weekly updates you promised. Yeah, 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 yeah. We'll, we'll be back. All right, be safe out there. We're a mask like Spider Man.